0: Peters, and this is Financially Free and Irie. This podcast hails from the small island of Barbados, where we're small but think big. Barbados is 166 square miles of natural coral island with an average population of around 285,000. Barbados is ranked one of the most expensive places to live in the world, mainly due to its high cost of living. So, how do we do it? How do we live and survive? We're definitely not all millionaires, and the cost of living is going up internationally as well as the crime rate. So, let's see if Barbados and what our people do can help us all live financially free and This episode is called Real Opportunities. Although Barbados is primarily known as a tourist destination, tourism today is much more than just sun-sea and sightseeing. In 1957, the Barbados Farley Hill Mansion was used as the set for Bellefontaine Mansion in the film Island in the Sun, starring the late Harry Belafonte. Barbados is no stranger to film tourism, but in more recent years, and especially during the pandemic, we have seen the likes of Netflix filming Outer Banks regularly on our shores and using an island-based production company. We are also seeing an emergence of Barbadian-made films, some due to financing from the National Cultural Foundation and some financed by grants or privately. So, is film now a viable career path on this island to live financially free and irie? What is financially free and irie? Not living paycheck to paycheck, investing, saving, legacy financial planning and making money work for you. Teddy Calderon from Audio Lab Studios has over 20 years experience in the creative industry and is as comfortable producing music as he is producing film. Teddy, welcome to the show. Hi Natalia, thank you for having me. Now Teddy, I'm going to ask you a little bit about your background, primarily in terms of study. Where did you study and what did you study to get you to this place today?
1: So I studied lots of things. Um, uh, my creative background didn't start necessarily in the school. I played the piano at primary school, um, but I wasn't in love with music. I kind of f- fell back into music because I went into the carpentry and that sort of stuff, building. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I fell back into music around 18 years old when I started DJing. And then I had a, a brilliant thought, like who creates the music that I play? And like how's that then i had a partner about that for like a year mm-hmm. before then i, I kind of got you the, the jizz of how you create music using computers um because it was so new there was reason there was uh fruity loops and all those kind of software and and getting used to to using them as a hobby then i decided well uh, if i'm old now i'm getting old like let me say i'm 70 i can still go and make music whereas can't building, you know. So I chose that as my career path from the age of 20, 23, 24. And I got into music from then. Um, uh, one of my skills, um, after that, then I, I studied um, international business. Um, I studied marketing, I have a distinction in marketing. Um, there are other things I would have studied, but not in a classroom. So like for film, I learned on the job with um, a good friend of mine, Roger Moore. He would have brought me in, um, working with him on grip, then we did lighting, um, then we worked with other colleagues on camera, using various cameras and learning you know, how to operate camera, how to set up a shot, how to block a shot, etc. So um, my, my background in learning is diverse, it's not in one area where that area would be in the classroom.
0: So some formal Education and, formal, yes. and then some hands-on. That's correct. But then also a little foundation there for music.
1: Definitely. Uh, everything, in my opinion, is still built on the music because the music is what inspires me. All today, it still inspires me because uh, I, I did a course in Dolby Atmos when it was in um, um, London like three weeks ago, mm-hmm. and for me that helps to get more immersed with the music because Dolby Atmos gives you this, this immersive sound where it comes from all around and like even you know if you listen to a movie you can hear the different elements that come together to make the sound of that movie but what if you took that and made a song with that so you've got the guitars from one side and drums coming from another side but whatever instruments you got in your music just coming from all around it just gives you a different feel like this you know I can't explain you gotta hear it but it just it just makes the music sound completely immersive and you and can kind of fall into it. So I kind of like that right? and again that is because of being in film uh, and merging music together.
0: Well I must be pretty old school because I still remember when surround sound first came out <laughs> yeah. and literally like your ears were tantalised yes. with the you Know the car in the yes. film from left yes, to right, but, yeah.
1: yeah? So, you, you 1.1 systems, um, yeah, those would have been the early experimental, I call them stages of um, Dolby,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but no, really, at most, you, you know, like you can scale it to as much speakers as you want, which makes ah. it a more accurate. And then it has overhead speakers as well, so you
0: mm-hmm. get. Not just the left and right, like. Not whoa. just the
1: left and right. Our five point one way is a subwoofer and mm. five speakers: two front, two back, and mm. one center. Um it's
0: changed now. Yeah, I've learned a bit. That just there. Ah. Teddy. <laughs> so, Teddy, I'm going to ask you, what is Audio Lab Studios, your company?
1: Right. So, Audio Lab Studios is an audio and video production company. Um, we originally we focused on uh, just creating music so writing music composing music arranging music um, we went as far as to start marketing music um uh, so but i think it would call back that focus because that that was kind of stretching it for me as you know I have a distinction in marketing but
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's a lot a, to yeah, do exactly everything being to... a sole proprietor and trying to yeah but you know in Barbados the hustle is real and every little job you've got, take it you can't say big man nah, you know what I mean but, mm-hmm. kinda, so when I look at like big books and my records um, mm-hmm. and we see like marketing is doing decent you know, but then it's a certain fall off because of the marketing compared to the last financial year. So then mm-hmm. I have to make the decision to say, well look, I need to focus on these areas because for me, audio lab Studios is about audio and not about uh, promoting products. Okay. So, you know, yeah, so audio lab Studios basically, uh, it's about music and video, bringing them together. I love documentaries, I love making documentaries. Uh, I work in movies, I work with movies. Um, some parts uh, not so, you know, uh, important mm-hmm. some parts very important as assistant director, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, that's yeah. pretty
0: big. That's and, pretty big.
1: Yeah. And I think Audilabs still has a vision and still has a vision to develop new and upcoming talents as well as, you know, with films as well. Film ideas are great. And I would have started an idea called Wools, writing our own stories and they say every idea starts from a story and you don't need to be you know, a rocket scientist to write a story that comes to your mind, whether it be fictional or even a realistic, something that happens in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's important. And we can pull stories like endlessly, it's uh, just developing them and that's where Auto Lab Studios comes in and really does it. So for me, Auto Lab Studios is like one of those companies that focuses on the, develop- the development of ideas whether it's music or film
0: and um, the creative industry is really the buzz not only on the international spectrum but specifically yeah. here on the island right now we know that there's been a lot of focus since yeah. the pandemic yeah. um, especially in terms of funding so again an interesting direction for those who may be listening to this podcast who may have never thought that you can make money from this industry here in Barbados. And we spoke to the fact that you had the hands-on experience, but it also seems like, in this environment in Barbados, that it allows you to wear many hats? Yes. Yeah, yeah? because I've worked with you before, Teddy, (laughs) and I must say, resourceful,
1: you have to be resourceful.
0: Solution-based.
1: Correct. Critical complex thinking is always important in this field. Yeah. Because, as you just said, you're like a sole proprietor in it and you, you, know, you don't have a big team to work with sometimes, so you've got to, you know, kind of improvise.
0: Yes. Yes. And I've done um, production work overseas and, you know, they're privy yeah. most of the time yeah. to you know you've got a whole set of people you've got to runner so if you need a cup of tea or a biscuit (laughs) there's somebody who i'll get that for you but here you're the driver you're the runner you're the chef you're you're the first ad you're the director you're the composer (laughs) but isn't there some kind of value and, and real strength in that
1: yeah because it helps you to understand each department What it entails, and if you do uh, build a a strong team, you kind of uh, can be a better manager because you understand how each department works and you know some of the stresses that may come with it, and how to kind of you know troubleshoot those areas. I've I've worked with people that like to shout and scream at people, and I always say, Well, no, you don't need to shout and scream at people, you're not animals.
0: (laughs) And the thing is, in that industry, too, like you know, the devil director. But there are some, I'm oh, not yeah. saying, oh, yeah. I'm just saying awesome. there are some out that I have there, actually worked yeah. for some production companies, where I've been like, woo! They're everywhere. What made me cry? I was a runner mm. on a set years ago. I right. can't remember the company name, Teddy, but this was in London. Right. I was probably about 16. Uh-huh. And the production manager, manager made me cry because I bought really? yeah I bought the wrong sandwich. Yeah. I was only on contract for the day, so I didn't know anyone's name, right. nothing. A whole group of people came to me at lunchtime with literally all different money and all these different orders. I was like, whoa. Yeah. So again, an industry where I think people accept that yeah. to a certain extent. Maybe in those days, is it still the case now?
1: Um, yes i said the more things are uh, changing the more mm-hmm. they remain the same yeah um but yeah it's still kind of easy to see like the last production i worked on uh, the director was literally screaming at the runner who went and buy f- buy the, you know the food that <laughs> he cast a particular order he just did what he want mm-hmm. and it was like like over the top like i had to say well you know guys you know calm down it's like over the top and you can just go back and get what is needed mm-hmm. because it's still money remaining from you know from the, the particular order but yeah it's like crazy <laughs> um i think that people something need to be mindful of the job they have but also as a manager you need to be mindful of the way you act because people yeah. kind of vibe off of, you know if it's you're an a good, energy correct,
0: and, and film is teamwork
1: correct and if you're a good manager of yourself then you'll be a good manager of people because I say communication is is key, and if you have good communication, people understand. You know, like one time I was talking with the prime minister, and I said, "Well, you need a creative space here." This is like when I was doing my Into and music project, and for me, I understand what a creative space is like—a sound stage. so you know, you got your, your filming area, you got your production, post-production area, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that, props and all that stuff, you can store stuff. But for her, like creative space, she's thinking more like you know. Uh, uh, Shed or something where people would just come
0: in, theater space, you know, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah come so rehearse. You
1: know, stuff right, right? Yeah, and that's that's the source of so just that alone tells mm-hmm. you that that word creative space um, is more you need to get in and, and explain more what a creative space is, space is because you know what it is, it doesn't mm-hmm. mean everyone knows what it is, so you have to be clear. and even learn that in doing rap proposals. Clarity, understanding what the question is and explaining it in detail Mm -hmm. gives you a clear perspective on what is it you're talking about.
0: Yeah, and again because we had mentioned funding and grants before, vital in the creative film, videography industry. Because you know, to be creative, for a lot of us you're relying
1: on others, correct, you're yes. on others' yeah. talents to make mm. you look good more or less. <laughs> exactly,
0: and other people's money as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Well. Which leads me on to Teddy. We've mm. talked a bit about the industry yep. here in Barbados, but do we have a film industry? The other week I was um having lunch at Tapas. Right. And there was like a whole film crew. Yeah like full dolly and oh well no but there were i recognized some local people yeah Yeah. um andrina was there yeah so again it seemed like a big international Mm. i didn't get the name or whatever but interesting that i'm just seeing film crews everywhere on the island so uh,
1: yeah so uh, so the question is you know is there an industry here and i would say yes there is the point no It would take another podcast, but I'll just summarise it real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, the film industry needs an outlet to, you know, to showcase its works. Now we have Channel 8 CBC, Mm -hmm. which is not really doing a fantastic job at exposing its local films in a diverse way. So, because of that problem, then, okay, if people start to take to the internet-rated streaming platforms. Yeah. It, it, the challenge is there is a, a quality criteria. To find. So, what that means is then that the crew who works on films need to understand what the quality criteria is, which is going back to you buying the wrong sandwich, not carrying out <laughs> the wrong you know, the, the yes. Right information. Yes. Um, so, then there needs to be a training a program. Um, and it needs to be implemented in a way that everyone can access it, mm-hmm. that once they understand, okay, you're a DP, this is what a DP does, this is what an AD does, this is what a first AD does, you know. Those those kind of positions, are, are any, any position really. Once you start to understand that, the understand the technology, because the technology is important. In the, in the creative industry, it keeps evolving. So we, we see back in the day what cameras were to what they are now. you got a small DS, DSLR, mm-hmm. for instance, which is powerful, however, for some uh, platform, they, they may not want you to shoot on that. So then you got to get a more expensive camera, then they access that expensive camera just not here because it's an island no one wants to bring the camera. It costs $50,000 to rent you for 10 or $20 wow. a minute. Wow. Right? Wow. Um, so so they, it needs to be structured in a way that it can work and you can then sell, but there's still opportunities Like YouTube is an opportunity. The only problem is again, monetization in the Caribbean because of net neutrality. Um, it's a problem, but we have more than 44 million people in the Caribbean, so we can't sell within the Caribbean, yeah, basin,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, within the diaspora. Um, but there's no real serious hub, right? Yet, that is coming that can that can really pull. Because what, one of the other things is that. All right, let's say four of us come together as a group and we made a film, you know? Mm-hmm. Where does that money come from to make that film? And then where's the distribution network that will take that film based on your format and what's shot on and story and exactly. all that kind of stuff. Right, and then um, if you do find a place, how much money do you negotiate? Those are things that training of you know, comes into play and helps you to understand the business of film. Because it is a business, it's not just a hobby. Um, and once you can structure that, then you will really see the film industry evolving by these um, funding. So we do get yeah. funding, but yeah. the funding is very limited. So for instance, if a camera costs 10,000 US dollars, but we can only access funding for 5,000 dollars, that's a quarter of what we need. And you can say, oh, let's do a fundraiser. Well, let's luck with that. Uh, 288,000 people. Yeah. And a lot of them don't see creative, the creative. Um, work as work you know Yeah, whole Yeah, shovel or scumming, scum and screw in a light bulb or yeah you know, lay a block. they see that more or less as work but you know the creative but i say that the creative industry is one of the biggest industries in the world it makes more than a hundred billion dollars in the uk alone you can check it and look up for yourself the american market is even larger so it is a big industry mm-hmm. uh, we have been told to diversify our mono business of tourism um and tourism is also another part where you, we spoke about earlier, where you saw some crew and Andrea, which my colleague was there. So she's working with an international crew because they are getting funding to do these things.
0: Exactly. Probably and then before. looking for ground people here, Correct. I guess.
1: But- but if we can then access the pores that they have, because a lot of those films sometimes come through grant funding from their end. That mm-hmm. um, you
0: can't access here, here in Barbados?
1: Yeah. You can't access it here. And then sometimes they have big networks like a CBC, but you know, Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, or not, not Caribbean Broadcasting Corporation, but, you know. And those entities also support the industry because it's a business. Yes. If I give you $100,000, you make a film and it brings in quarter of a million dollars, it's a profit, right? Obviously it makes more, but that's a profit, so that's a good investment on your ret- uh, on your returns. Um, we need to start showing that, but we can't show that until we get investment to start, so we need to start. We can't start with zero dollars and make a hundred dollars. If you multiply zero by zero, you get zero. Right. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, so I just trying to put, kind of put it in a nutshell. was interesting yeah, though, because
0: right. um, I mean, in yeah. terms of distribution, yeah. you know, that was my field before yeah. I came to live here in Barbados, right. Right. but it was like television distribution. Uh. And we did sell a few programs to CBC, (laughs) some very cheap ones, can I just say. (laughs) So when those really awful programs come on, you're like, why are they on CBC? It's because that's what you're buying. Nine times out of ten, they're like the cheapest programs in the catalogue. And that's why they're repeated so many times because... Yeah, two yes. runs in six months.
1: It shot itself in the foot by not by not understanding what people want to watch. So yes, a lot of people can yeah. go to the Netflix. I think that was personally done so that they can sell their Direct TV, um, which was like one hundred and fifty dollars
0: a month. Or well, we're back to the same thing when I first came here. Direct TV, like most of it was in Spanish, yeah. and I was so confused because we're not a Spanish-speaking no. island. No. So why would anybody pay for that? Correct. However, lots of school children have benefited with their Spanish lessons. <laughs> I've just attested that I've so got two constant. children, yeah. yeah. Just picking up having that constant feed yeah. in the ads. Yeah. Sometimes the programme will be English, yeah. but the ads would be Spanish, right?
1: Yes. Pero, yeah, señor. ¿Cómo estás? yeah
0: just, <laughs> so yeah. there is I think there's a framework.
1: Yeah, there is a there's yeah. there's some form of a framework, but again, it's not implemented on a national level. So we um, we need to focus on that. I started up uh, by the way, started a um, a cooperative, Barbados Creative Cooperative, and that mm-hmm. is that is to again bring creative, serious creators together. Uh, as one group to focus on um, you know getting that funding and doing specific things like getting a creative space of our own and not relying on government yeah so it's taking it's taking that burden off of government and also that reliance of the government to fund things um, but again i say we are strong when we are together and you know you'll you'll hear about it soon um, we're new mm-hmm. but we haven't started to uh, Advertises yet because there's certain things that we're my lawyer to do, but okay. that's something that is, that is, that sh- that should be a benefit to all creatives who are interested in getting into business and not just doing it as a hobby because you you know, you know feel that school or don't like to do academic stuff. So yeah. you know just do this. You know it's not a joke thing. It's just a real business. that seriously you need to think about it. You know.
0: The cooperative is definitely hope.
1: Yeah, it is hope. definitely yeah, hope just, yeah.
0: because I think again there's the educational part. Yeah. I think a lot of people, when you think of film, you think actor, director, yeah. but there are so many other
1: yeah, lots roles, I mean, like like, like this, so like, many. If you're watching credits on, the, yeah. on a film. But that is like, why the
0: credits I mean, are so, lo- you know, sometimes you're watching the credits and then it's got credits it. now <laughs> from the different <laughs> Germany. Germany, you know, it's got like Netflix Germany, then it's got Netflix Spain, you're like, how many people worked on it? The- but I rest my case, yes. a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. it's like even like same same like carpenters, plumbers. Perfect for set design. Different
1: sorts yeah. of, of departments. We call
0: them chippies, but yeah, someone different. who can just rig up a quick set. Yeah, rigs,
1: riggers. Yeah, because when you, when you, people seem to think that when you shoot a movie that you're going to like rent this really lovely place <laughs> and destroy it. No, you can't. You know what I mean? You can't, can't destroy a hundred or three hundred and seven thousand dollar house because you're making a movie. Exactly. you got to build that in a set on your sound stage. It's true. You know? It is true. There's rarely building any different people coming. If you're building a cave, you're not going to shoot in a cave because... There may be issues where the actor may not be comfortable, and then there's insurance issues and liabilities. You get so washed away. Right, anything right. can happen. So you gotta recreate that in a, you know, a yeah. sound, on a sound stage and, and shoot it. So there is opportunities for everyone. It's not just oh an actor and a, and a guy with a camera and a guy yelling at those People yeah, shoot it like this. You know what I mean? Action! Yeah, bring cut. me my food. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh shit! You got the wrong way. All right then. Yeah, but literally, literally <laughs> those days yeah are done yeah and we're moving to a, a much more exciting yeah. arena lots of yeah
1: and the AI too uh, I must I must add that in AI um, is revolutionizing a lot of things and putting mm-hmm. a lot of things redundant in, in, in some ways but I think it has mm-hmm. lots of uh, opportunities uh, to utilize you know to utilize to do even more than we were limited to back in the day.
0: Yeah, and again, especially if you're tying back to your marketing. Yeah. I think it was yesterday that I saw that um, the Virgin Group, Richard right. Branson. Right, yes. He's got um, Jennifer Lopez, oh, AI. Yeah, there So is. you can program her. Um, to say what you want. To, yeah, so <laughs> she's actually working with him, yeah. the AI Jennifer Lopez. Correct.
1: So if you can get. She can
0: do any message. Correct. Apparently. Correct. So, so if, if you, you, you want JLo. Mm-hmm. Get Maybe you know. I should get her on the financially yeah, free. Yeah. I mean, the AI. Yeah, yeah. Not the real one. It'd be a lot cheaper to get the <laughs> AI with <laughs> <AI, laughs> it.
1: It's true. because you, you probably go. T- uh, you know, you got to talk her age. It. There you but go. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I mean, if you can sell your likeness to the AI model creators, that's copyright there. You can get royalties off of whenever people use it. And you have a good personality like I do. There so you go. Lot, you know what I mean? <laughs>
0: so, book us now.
1: Yeah, there you
0: go. <laughs> Boom. Teddy, it has been a pleasure.
1: Thank you. That's yeah. A pleasure also.
0: And I hope that um, talking to you and having you share your experiences and what you do with your company mm-hmm. is going to at least pique somebody's interest or give somebody an idea, a nugget on how they too can live financially free definitely. and iry. Yes, definitely.
1: Well, thank you for having me Natalia, it's been an honor. Um, having this conversation with you and I hope people it resonates with people in many different ways as we've discussed yeah (laughs) and yeah and just again keep pushing keep doing what you're doing and live early and stay free
0: (laughs) thanks Teddy good to have you Thank you so much for joining us. But you can really support us by sharing our content, clicking, liking, and subscribing to Financially Free and IRE. Join us on Buzzsprout and Apple and Spotify for Financially Free and IRE, sponsored by One Love Media Services. understand the secrets of frequency, energy, and, and vibrations. vibrations, then you understand the recipe for great music. Now you can connect on a molecular level with Dolby Atmos. Audio Lab yes. Studios. Yes. Listen.